What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, everyone. This is your buddy, your sister with the shouting shoes. It's alias JR Joy Rose from How Sweet the Sounds. And you know what? I am moving up in the world. Guess who I've got? I managed to grab for two minutes and Sitting two seconds. down. <laughs> and he said he's going to sit here with me till we finish this conversation. But you know that that may change. <laughs> we are so blessed to have She's funny. the uh, pastor of Christ Missionary Baptist Church, the visionary of Unite for Change, the Indianapolis native, shout out east side. Yes, yes, yes. Author, speaker, preacher, facilitator, advocate, encourager, servant leader, and minister, John Gurton with us today. Praise God. I am so glad to be able to, first of all, sit down for a minute, (laughs) and secondly, to hang out with you uh, today, I'm just I'm just excited to, to to be able to, you know, do what we're about to do, which is kind of, you know, lift my head up out of the yeah. out of the grind, and just kind of think through, you know, kind of where where we are. Well, you know, I was telling some one of the uh, Unite for Change members earlier today. I don't even really kind of know what day it is. So, <laughs> well, sis, and only way I know. Is because I know we started on a Friday, mm-hmm. and so since I know we started on a Friday, uh, it ain't Friday yet. <laughs> so it hasn't been seven days because I know we started on a Friday. Okay, okay. Well, I, I'm gonna hold on to that because you know I wake up in the morning. What day is this? What am I doing today? Who am I interviewing today? Yeah, but yeah. no doubt about it, I got the man with me today. Praise God. Could you give us just a tiny bit of background, just a little bit, because I know you've done it time and time again, on how Unite for Change came into fruition? Wow. Actually, Unite for Change sort of became its first kind of proposal Uh when I first moved back to Indianapolis, like, oh, my God, several... um, several years ago it was like seven years ago okay and what happened was when i got here uh there were you know we were having this youth violence yeah challenge or something like that Mm -hmm. and i remember that the i think it was the ministerial alliance or something like that Mm -hmm. was having an event Mm -hmm. and somebody from the ministerial alliance asked me to do some graphics okay for the event because that's he does that too. Yeah, and so I said okay, and so no, no, no. He said, "Give me a plan for the event." And I was like, okay. So I prayed about it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm new to Indianapolis. I, I've been gone for 20 years. So when coming back, I uh, Steve, you might want to turn that down yeah. just a little bit. It just um, in coming back, I was like, well, you know, I haven't been in Indianapolis in a long time. Let me pace myself here. Yeah. So yeah. I prayed about it. And what sort of fell out was this full-fledged 
citywide proposal. Wow. Called Unite for Change. Okay. I think back then it might have been United. You want some water? Can you help him with some water? Uh, uh, this. You need anything else, man? See if he wants some food or something. Some of that. You good? You want some snack on? Maybe some, uh, some stuff. Get the stuff in that fridge. Got to come out. I'm sorry, y'all. That's we, okay. We doing it. I told you. We doing we, what we, we doing. We got him for five minutes. <laughs> um. So yeah, what fell out really was this full fledged campaign called I think again I think it was called United for Change uh-huh. back then. Graphics, proposal, marketing, synopsis, executive summary, the whole nine. Because that's kind of you know, if anybody really doesn't know me, I mean, I'm used to doing things kind of like thorough, like, yeah. you know, the whole nine. I don't do that all the time, but when God speaks to me, it's when it comes out, it all comes, comes out. out. Uh-huh. And so I prayed about it, God spoke to me, and I mean, it fell out, boom. And so I took the proposal back to the group. Mm-hmm. The minister, well, okay, I took it back to the group. Uh-huh. I guess I shouldn't have mentioned who it was. And, uh, and then, what's up, Shane? And then we, uh, we moved some stuff over here, Shane. We're working on getting a plug to get everything plugged up because they're putting food on that table now. So um, anyway, um, yeah, so I went back to them and I shared with them the proposal. And what they said to me was, this is not what we want. Okay. We want just a flyer. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. I was kind of like, okay, all y'all want is a flyer. Well, all right, so I went away, and I did a flyer seven years ago. And I took the proposal, Uh and I put it on the shelf. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fast forward, 2015. Because God knew it needed to marinate a little bit. Yep. Uh, 2015, we are um, dealing with high you know, uh, high uh, violence and stuff in the community and everything. I'm a little more familiar with the community now. Uh-huh. A little more aware. I just started pastoring a church. I had uh, been uh, the executive director of a, a coalition for mm-hmm. a short while. Uh, and so I kind of had, you know, kind of got my legs under me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at all this stuff that's going on in the streets. I'm looking at all this violence. And now that I'm a pastor, I'm starting to do these funerals for these yeah. young people. And I'm going, you know, this is not, this is not the way it's supposed to be. We're yeah. not supposed to be burying our kids like this. Mothers are not supposed to be burying their kids like this. Fathers are not supposed to be burying their kids like this. And so I'm praying again. I'm like, Lord, you know, I don't know what my role is, but I'm like, you know, I believe that this is what you brought me back to Indianapolis for. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. follow? Mm-hmm. But I don't know what you want me to do with it. Right. So I began to pray again. And so what I thought I heard the Lord say was, go and shut the streets down and do a, a mock funeral and mm-hmm. bring out IMPD and all the churches come out of their church buildings and all that and, you know, stop yeah. the traffic. That's what I thought. Well, one night, uh, clear as day, I'm trying to sleep and I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling, I'm wrestling. And the Lord said, get up. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. Get up, go downstairs, 
look on your shelf. Wow. I got up. I went downstairs. Looking on my shelf was that proposal from mm-hmm. five years earlier. I pulled the proposal down. I read through it that night. Mm-hmm. And the proposal was written as if I had written it that, that day. day. Yeah. Same issues, same challenges, same struggles. Five years later. Five years later. And I was like, wow. And so the Lord came to me in, in, in this really still voice and said, don't ask anybody else to give up anything. Don't ask them to give up their time. Don't ask people to shut down streets. Don't ask people to sacrifice anything. Mm. The Lord said, you be the sacrifice. Oh. And so I was like, wow. Well, what am I going to, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not going to grab a cross and start carrying a cross down the show. I'm not going to do that. I don't think, you know, <laughs> I'm you like, know, when God says so, when God says, like, yeah, when he says do something, you do it. Right. So I was like, okay. Uh, so, so I began to pray again. Okay, Lord, reveal to me what you mean by me being a sacrifice. And so again, late night, it came to me. The Lord said, I want you to get in a tent on the street, take that proposal and put it into action. So I was like, Sleep in a tent on the street. <laughs> where? Me, Jesus? I was like, where? And so the police, the, the, the police chief had just identified seven hot spots in the uh-huh, city. Uh-huh. So, you know, I went to those seven hot spots. I'm like, okay, Lord, where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. And he said, right there. I said, okay, that's right by my church. Okay. Makes sense. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. He said, yeah, just come from your church right there. That's a hot spot. I was like, wow. Like, this is deep. Yeah. So what I did was a friend of mine did something similar in Chicago on the south side of King, King Drive, South King Drive, where he slept on a roof or he camped out on a roof mm-hmm. to raise money about this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Six thirty King. That was one of my good friends, okay. Corey Brooks. We, we went to school together. His executive pastor was a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. And his, he had two, two people there that were good friends of mine. So I called them and I said, hey, um, this is what the Lord is telling me to do. Can, y'all, can we talk about what it would take to make it happen? Uh-huh. So we had a conference call between Chicago, Atlanta, and Indianapolis. And we Look talked about it. And we, you know, we talked about, you know, the, the barriers, the pluses, the minuses, the threats, you know, the opportunities. And then it was like, okay, let's make this happen. So I went to my wife. <laughs> Which I can only imagine. All right. His, I'm like, his wife is a godly woman, but I can yeah. imagine what she I went said. to my wife. And my wife was like, okay. See. My kids. My kids was like, Okay. Then I went to my mom. My mom was like, okay. <laughs> and let me All be, well, let me be honest, though. Yeah. These are people that know me. Yeah. And these people that know me, nothing like that would, is a surprise. Right, right. To people who don't know me, they're like, ain't you scared? You know, all this shooting going on and you want to be in a tent? You know, in one on of the, the most violent areas of the city? On the corner. Yeah. But people that, knew, that know me. I'm like, that's, that's Gert. That's what he does. So then I went to the church, mm-hmm. told my, my leadership team what was going to happen. I didn't ask them for approval or anything like that because it wasn't about that. The Lord had told me what to do. It was time to do it. 
So it was either, you know, you Triple come, yeah, shit. you come, or what, you know, what you going to do? Because this is getting ready to happen. We pulled it together. This was in August of 2015. Mm-hmm. We basically pulled it all together within about uh, 30 days. Or less. Yeah. And we launched it, I think, September the 4th, mm-hmm. 2015. We launched that campaign. Now, you got to understand, too, that Unite for Change was bigger than mm-hmm. the tent. Yes, it was. It was much bigger than that. Uh, and That's just one phase. Just one phase of it. And so I think what a lot of people don't understand is that patience is a virtue. A lot of people. And that what our end goal is sometimes takes phases to get there. Right. And so somebody has to see the end, you know, the, mm-hmm. the vision, right, where we're going to end up. But we still, like, if you think of a building, if you're going to build a building, right, the building mm-hmm. ain't just there the next day. No. And what's, what's worse is that in order for them to build that building, there's going to be destruction yes. before there's going to be construction. Absolutely. And so one of that initial tent campaign uh-huh. was really wasn't construction. It was destruction. destruction. Mm-hmm. It was really breaking up the ground because people weren't used to somebody doing this. So I had to change people's perception of what a pastor was. I had to change people's perception of what listening was. Change people's perception of what, you know, praying was and what faith is and faith in action looked like because they had settled on what traditionally they thought a pastor was. Mm -hmm. And what we came in to do was to take the ground and do like they do before you plant seeds. Take that thing and and start digging it up and turning it over and ripping it up and, you know, pulling and, you know, whacking in weeds and stuff. And honestly, I think that people so did not understand that phase. Absolutely not. That... And it, and it took them a while. There were some people that got it as we got towards the end. As you can see, we had 1,500 people show up, and we're already on a good pace now. Uh, mm-hmm. To We may not get 1,500, but, but we're on a good pace now. So I think people started to get it, but in the big, you know, in the big picture, yeah. it's so, United for Change is so big, so, and so the phases good. require so much that I really don't think people can handle what the phases. Yeah. Yeah. But the initial phase was just about that. It was about listening. It was about doing things that need to be done that people are not used to doing. Yes. They're not used to being available 24-7. They're not used to having volunteers all over the place sitting, praying with people, talking to people, listening to people, you know, yes. giving people a voice. They're not used to that. So we did phase one. It, it did what it did. Um, after that. Um, there was processing time. Yes, we we took all of the solutions that people gave. There was interviews, like I told you, the interview that, that we had was transcribed. It's already been transcribed. We collected all of the solutions, all of the conversations we had. We pulled out any solutions. If anybody said a solution, uh-huh. we pulled it out, and we put it in a spreadsheet. The following year, 2016, was really us going back into a shell. You could yeah. say we were contemplative. I was still prayerful, but the Lord never told me to come back out to the street. Again, I don't move unless the Lord says move. No, because that's not something you should do on your own. No, no. You don't go in your power. 
you go in God's power, right? Because it will be sustained. If I had went gone in my power, chances are it would not have done what God desired to do. Right. So, and I, of course, I get hate Facebook messages and people quizzing me about stuff. One guy was like, well, why, why, where were you last year when a, uh, the homicide rate was going up? I said, the Lord did not tell me to move. And number See. one, the Lord does not tell me to move based on a rate. No. No, I don't respond based on the rate. I respond based on the Lord's voice. If there was no homicides and the Lord told me to move, I would have moved. Absolutely. You feel me? Not we reactionary. We don't react to a rate. We act to the voice. Yes. Of the Lord. If the voice says move, then we move. That makes sense. Not on a rate. You know, I have to tell the dudes, they don't come at me like that. That's, that's not how pastors operate now. I don't care if that's how other people operate. That's how, that's how they operate downtown. Yeah. They wait for the murder rate to get high, and then they want solutions. Yeah. But when the murder rate's low, don't nobody want to do nothing. No. Right? For years and as years. Long as Pookie, long as Pookie, you know, in school, we good. Mm-hmm. But when Pookie get locked up, then, yeah. we, then we want, well, what, what program are we going to send him through? Well, what about send him into a program, make sure he can read while he was in school? Yeah. Then we wouldn't have gotten there. Nobody yeah. wants to be preventive like that, right? right. They want to show up yeah. when we got a crisis. And so they can wear the Superman cape exactly. and say, I and Look what it. we did. Look what we did. And so I'm saying that 2016, we didn't move, not because it wasn't tragedies. Yeah, but tragedies were commonplace. Diseases and people getting murdered all over the place. Every day. That was happening. But the Lord did not tell me to move. Therefore, we did not move. But just because we weren't moving didn't not mean we weren't thinking. And not working. It doesn't mean we weren't praying. and don't mean we weren't working because we were. Yeah. And so I'm getting off my soapbox. So anyway, <laughs> so back. 2016, that's kind of what was going on. Uh-huh. Fast forward to 2017, a couple things happened. In 2016, I went to a conference. A bunch of churches, a bunch of pastors from all over the country. It was in Florida, someplace in Florida. I don't know how to describe it other than I went there. I was walking around on the street. Uh Uh-huh. Talking to people. And it was like, it was like I was at a non-event. Okay. I felt like. Although it was a lot of people around me and it was a lot going on, I felt like quiet. It was like nobody was saying anything the whole time. So, like, when I left, it felt like I hadn't been anywhere. Okay. That's how Uh, unfazed, unimpacted I was. Uh And I felt like there's so much work to be done. Why did I go to a convention that had all these churches and all these pastors and preachers and church leaders, and I felt like I didn't hear nothing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when I thought about all the stuff that needed to happen here in Indianapolis, right. I got on that plane, I flew back to Indianapolis, and I made a commitment that when I got back here, I wanted to make sure that no other pastor that wanted to do quality work, impactful work in a community that I was in, would do it without having support yeah. and people to encourage and to engage and to inform them of which route to take, yeah. what steps to take, yeah. what things to do. And so that's gave birth to the second phase of Unite for Change, mm-hmm. which was the Urban Servant Leadership Unconference. We put that conference together in 30 days. I was at the convention that I went to in July 
the first unconference was in August. Yes. You feel how that happened? Yeah. Again. That's a God thing. That was the Lord telling me, when you get back to Indianapolis, don't let what you run into in wherever I was happen in Indianapolis. So we did. We had our very first unconference, which was phase two. Mm Mm-hmm. We had our second one in January of this year, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Lord began to speak again in 2017. He says, okay, you, you almost got it. You've broken up the ground. You have energized people. Mm-hmm. You have developed the Urban Servant Leadership Unconference. Now you have educated people. Pull a chair up, man, if you want. Pull a chair up. Flow with this. You have yeah. energized people on the street. Yeah. You, you have educated people with your conference that yeah. you put together with the help, with the leadership of the Lord. Now it is time now. to mobilize. Now. Now it's time to take all of those phases that you've done and to actually put them into action. Okay. I call it a three-legged stool. Right? Right, right. We, we had to do it the way the Lord wanted it done. Because it's his plan. It took two years to get to this stage where now we're coming back out to the street mm-hmm. but we're bringing the solutions that people ask for Two years right ago. yes to the community right to where the people are right to where the needs are right we're providing the process mm-hmm. right and it's not that oh oh it's not that okay he's doing that it's not that um we weren't doing things. We did the DNA thing, yeah. helping people get jobs, right? Right. And in the process, we learned solid lessons from what makes that work and what makes that not work and how can we do it better. Mm-hmm. We, you know, uh, uh, we've had, we've done things. We learned from those things. And so what, we, what you see us doing now is us failing and learning right. from our failures and yeah. getting up and doing it again and again and again. And so that's what you see today. And, and that's the third leg. So now when you go to the website and you read what Unite for Change is, it's three things. It's energizing people by doing things like this. It's educating people with the Urban Servant Leadership Unconference. And it is mobilizing people to actually say now you can actually use the stuff that we have to actually lift yourself up and move yourself forward. These are the people that want to be. Now, the people that don't want to be. Yeah, we'll help you, but we're only going to help you as far as you want to help yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right? You got to put forth something. Right. And I and here's here's you know, I had a guy with me earlier today trying to figure out who have we helped. Here's the deal. I know that what we're doing is going to be a God kind of success. Yeah. Because there are people like these gentlemen that I'm looking at now who came in. Right? You ain't seen me in how long? It's been how long since you seen me, Mark? About a year? About a year, if not longer. You met me Sunday, right? Uh-huh. And it's not about me. It's about, the Bible says, try the spirit by the spirit. Yeah. Right? It's either you feel the spirit or you like, and you, I know you've been around some spirits. <laughs> you've been around some spirits. Yeah. And it's a matter of saying, is that brother's spirit in the right place? Yeah. Is his spirit in the right place? Because if it's not, you'll be able to look straight through me and be like, oh, man, I ain't doing that. I'm not going to, you know, children can figure that out. They can look at you and be like, oh, man, you ain't for real, man. You just you blowing smoke. You just talking. Yeah, you just talking. 
I'm not in that. That's not the business that we're in. No. We're in the business to say when somebody say they need some help. My man come in here and say he need help. When we sit there and we looking at each other, we looking at each other. I'm like, bro, what do you need? And if bro's running game on me, he can't look at me. Right. You see what I'm saying? He can't look at me because he's like, well, I'm trying to manipulate this brother. And this brother's staring a hole through me. I'm like, yeah. Don't come at me telling me you need a job when you're not willing to get on the bus. Or you ain't willing to walk. Or you ain't willing to ride a bike. Don't tell me that you're trying to make sure that you have a child and you want your child to survive. And you go hang out down the street and smoke. And you hide. Don't tell me that. No. Right? I'm going to look at you straight up and be like, oh, you ain't serious. Come back when you're serious. And that's what he tells right? people. Right? Oh, you don't want to go back. You don't want to get picked up on the street, but you ain't willing to put down what it takes for you to get picked up. You don't want to deal with the warrant. You want to get that stuff, you know? No, 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 no. See? So Unite for Change is a spirit. That's why I always talk about when we leave, we're going to pack up the stuff, but we want to leave the spirit yeah. of the tent. The, the, the physical tent can go away, but it's the spirit of the tent that has to stay. Yes. And that's what I want to be infectious is the spirit. We got a class going to go down on Saturday called Contagious Christian. All right. And the graphic is one uh, match lit and these others unlit, meaning that my job yeah. is to be the flame that becomes contagious and infectious so that it can light other people put them on fire. Yeah. Right? right. That's my job. Now. Having said that, I hope people are listening to this. I hope so. Having said that, yes. I have to also recognize my role in all of this. Okay. My role is a visionary. Yes. My role is not uh, to pick up the trash. No. My role is not to my role is to sleep in a tent. My role is not to put on a vest and walk around with a ten point. That's their role. Exactly. My role is to pray for people. My role is not to go down to the state house and and lobby. Right. We have people for that. Yes. Right? Yes. My role is to preach. Right. My role and teach. My role is not to put on a blue suit with a badge with a gun. And go out and police the streets. That's not you. My role is a visionary, urban, watch this, servant leader. Yeah. That's my job. And one of the things I think that is rough for leaders and followers is uh -huh. to respect people's position and their purpose within their position. Uh, as the kids say, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Right? Right. It is not complicated. People make the servant leader's job harder when they don't do what the word of God says. It says write the vision and make it plain so that those who read it will run. Yes. That's, that's we have a, a society that so undervalues visionaries mm -hmm. that they will say to the visionary, oh, man, I like your vision. Let me know when you got it done. Yes. Wait a minute. You just missed it. There was a guy that was in here earlier today. He's asking me questions about why don't we have X, Y, and Z. 
I told him, I said, because you ain't brought it. See? You asking the wrong person. Yeah. I pointed at the epicenter. I said, the epicenter is here because this is what I can do. But guess what? This is all I can do. See? If we end up someplace else, it's yeah. because of the, the people doing their part. Yes. If I had deep pockets, we wouldn't have to worry about this. No. We wouldn't have to worry about drywall and mud and tape and, 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 and uh, two by four. We wouldn't have to worry about Peter volunteering. we pay for it. We wouldn't have to worry about ceiling. But I don't have deep pockets. That's not my calling. No. Right? If I had deep pockets, if I was a grant writer, we'd have wrote the grant and it'd been done. I don't long write time. grants. A long time ago it wasn't right? done. So it, it becomes incumbent upon us as leaders to play our role. If I'm the coach, ain't no sense in me suiting up no, and trying no. to be the quarterback. No. I can't do that. I ain't got them skills. I need to no. stay on the sidelines. Yell, scream, and throw yeah, the clipboard. Yep. And, 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 and empower my team to put the plays out on the field. Mm-hmm. That's my And to be ultimately accountable yes. to what happens, whether we win or lose. That's my job. All I want to do is do my job. And so it, it's incumbent. That's why I'm hoping people are listening because it's incumbent upon people. And I'm going to go here. I'm going to go here. Go on. I say this, and there's some people have heard this before. I say this. I talk about there's some people God has created to be a cup. Mm-hmm. And their whole purpose is to be poured into. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all have heard this before. Indulge me. There are some people that are created to be cups, and the only thing they're designed for is to be poured into. Right? Right. Oprah Winfrey is one of those people. Okay. She was created. Doesn't matter what she wanted. Doesn't matter how she was designed, what her package was like. No, didn't matter. She was created as a cup. And I used to teach at Tennessee State in the same room that she sat in. Okay. Right? And I would tell my students, you got to look around the room and get to know everybody in the room. That's why I say people at my church, hug everybody. You yeah. got to, when they come in here for service, hug folk in the room because you don't know who you sit next to. You might be sitting next to a cup. And they're so, now they may not look like a cup. No. They may not talk like a cup. <laughs> they may not be dressed like a cup. But that's not for us to say. The creator created them as a cup. And the only thing they created to be is to be poured into. Okay. Okay. And then there's other people mm-hmm. that were created to be saucers. Okay. Come on. And not cups. Y'all know uh, Oprah's friend, Gail. Yes. Oprah had a friend named Gail. That's her best friend. I talk about this all the time. I talk about the fact that they started out at the same time in the same place yes they did working in the same right yes i always say same they, i'm sure oprah would call gail and say gail let's go to lunch and they would meet up someplace and i i i i imagine that one day gail paid for the meal and another day oprah paid for the meal uh-huh right uh-huh. i can imagine that and then at another point god began to continually pour into oprah and oprah starts taking off what do you think gail was thinking at that time Gail was like, I was here. Well, wait a minute. How? Well, we started off at the same place. How is it that she's? Actually, Gail was an employee and Oprah was an intern. Y'all see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now, 
quite naturally, it's human nature for Gail to be have a little bit of an attitude. Yes. She put her clothes on just like me, her blouse on just like me. You know, we start off the same place. What? How is it that she... And then I tell people that one day I was watching this TV program Oprah was doing where... Uh, how you doing, sis? Uh, you got somebody walking in... Uh, I was watching this TV program. Oprah was bringing all these celebrities around. And, um, and um, Gail, they were interviewing Gail in a limousine on her way to this event, this concert that okay. B.B. Winans was doing. Okay. And when you saw Gail in the back of the limousine, you could tell that Gail had figured it out. Okay. Gail had figured it out. Gail had figured out that there are some people like Oprah that's made to be cups to be poured into. And there are other people that's made to be saucers. They don't have time to argue with other people about why they ain't a cup. Because their role is to be a saucer and support the cup. And support the cup. Because if the saucer is in the right position Come on now. supporting the cup, when the cup gets too full, the saucer will catch the, the overflow. overflow. That's what I'm trying to help people understand. Don't make me run. That if, if God has created me to do this part, all I need people to do is to get in position. Because when I got too many chairs, somebody going to catch the overflow. Yes. Right? When I got too much money, somebody got to catch the overflow. You get what I'm saying? When I got too much space, somebody can catch the overflow. Yeah. But you can't catch it. Unless you're in position supporting the mm. cup. I'm telling them, don't get mad because somebody in your family is a cup. Just be the saucer you was created to, the best saucer you can, that you was created to be. And support the cup My and catch the overflow. I'm just trying to help somebody. You Indianapolis that. is a place where people don't get that. Everybody Everybody's arguing about why they're not a cup. As opposed to getting in position. I'm saying. And here's what's so deep. I'm looking for my cup. See. Because I want to support somebody else. You tell me about the program that you got. That you trying to do. Really. You really want to know what I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to get in position to support you. Yeah. Right. Why? Because I'm a servant. Leader. leader mm-hmm. Right. A servant leader says that I'm not successful until the people around me yeah. are successful. Yeah. That's what Unite for Change is all about. <laughs> in, in, in a That's thumbnail. what it's all about. In a thumbnail. You know, somebody want to listen to this, they want to really understand what we're doing. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. This is me saying, use what I got. This is me saying, I'm going to do what I can do and let God do the rest. This is me saying... Come, come here, get empowered, get some information, some information. If you a cup, you walk away here, a better cup. If yes, you a saucer, yes, you walk away from here, a better saucer. Yes, you if will. you don't know what you are, you walk away from here with a better clue of what to pray for and to pray about. That's all this is. This is not complicated. This is so simple. And in the meantime, there are people who are being helped with their physical needs. Whatever that is. Whatever it is. Whatever that is. And some people, I don't believe that there's some people that's walking in here. They walk in here and they don't know what they need. 
And that's okay, too. We had a prime example of that Saturday. Oh, my God. First person walk in here. I wasn't ready. She thought she, thought she needed an apartment. But, my, oh, my God. She needed so much more. And it's been such a blessing. I took a picture when her son called me. On my phone, it says Marion County Jail. Yeah. Right? I, and I'm a, eventually, I'm going to post it because I want people to know that this mother came in for what she thought oh. she needed. Uh-huh. And her son was able to call and get some encouragement. That's what he needed. So it started with mama being obedient. See? Right? And then it spilled over to the son. And then that son, it spilled over to the little man. The, because I was able to give him a little. He needed a little discipline. Little dude, need a little discipline. Need a little, need a little snatching up. I snatched him up a little bit. He come back in here, and, right, afterwards. And came and hugged me. Yeah. Pass the G. Pass the G. You know. So... That's when you know God is in it. Because when you ain't trying to be a blessing, people are being blessed. Every single We praying, but God is making us somebody else that's praying. He's making us their answer. Yes. That's deep, man. That's deep. That's deep. I'm praying, but God says, you pray, but I'm going to make you the answer to somebody, somebody else's else. prayer. That's deep, man. Are we talking too long? No. No. Oh, thank oh, you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> He's reminding us. Our, our producer reminded us because we've had several opportunities, and I, I have gone in with you. I'm you done. You preached to me, and I, I'm sorry if nobody else got it. Y'all going to get the same thing on Sunday, so <laughs> come on back. Um, the producer reminded me that one of the reasons of this podcast is to talk about how you can become a saucer for Unite for Change. I like that in you. Volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Show up, show up, show up. Come down. Pick up a hammer, pick up some nails, pick up some tape. You know how to do construction. Uh, tomorrow, we got our, I mean, uh, Saturday, we have our uh, service project. Yeah. The dumpster just rolled in. Rose, can you bring me some water? <clears throat> the dumpster just rolled in. We got the dumpster out there. Uh, we need some folk to help cut the grass. Uh, we need, uh, thank you, we need some uh, uh, people with some donations because gas for them lawnmowers ain't free. Come on. Uh, I got my man here. He's ready to talk to some of the people in the jails. We need money for our card because I had $11 when the other young man called me. So, y'all know, I think, you know what, I think they take money off of them cards even when they call and you don't answer. Because my, my card just been just been siphoning off. So we need money back to talk to these young guys that's in, in jail uh, and, and whatnot. We still got the lady coming and picking people up, taking them to the prisons. Yes. Uh, we got, Youth, I think what she's, you got yeah. ministry. Shout so out to we them. need people. To, we just need people, man. We just if need If you don't know what you need to do, but you said, I, but I want to do something, come on down here because we will find a spot to use your Yeah, gift. or just go to the website, uniteforchange.org. And sign up. Yep. You go to the website, hit learn more it'll take you to the page and on the page it will tell you the four things that we need one of which is volunteering you hit the volunteer link it'll yeah. take you to our sign up page where you can pick a couple slots you know you yeah. can look throughout the entire month pick you some slots and when you show up we'll find something some folk they just want to come pray Seven thirty, eight o'clock every night they go out and they canvas this area and they pray for people i need security i need people to come out and just watch just watch just watch you know they say they need we need the bible talks about we need people to pray but we also the bible talks about need people watch to watch and pray yeah when they was building the wall they yeah. said you know 
we need people to build the wall and not worry about their back. Somebody had to be watching, yeah. you know, and then somebody else had to be praying. So, you know, there's always something to do, you know. And then I, I'm going to say this. Can I say this? Uh, hey, uh, go for it. We need, also need people, you know, we, we, uh, we got to get rid of the let somebody else do it spirit. Oh, yes. The let somebody else do it spirit. Uh, because what's happening is, is that. When a leader steps out, and this is good for y'all because y'all leaders too. When a leader steps out, what happens is, and why we don't keep leaders, is that people dump all that yeah. they want to see happen on yeah. the leader. Yeah. So the leader ends up carrying what God has told them to carry, plus because what you want to do, what he wants to do, what she wants to do, what they want to do. And all of a sudden, you end up carrying a load that God did not design for you to carry. And what God what told me to out. do, he tells me to do, right? God uh-huh. will speak to me. I have a prayer life, right? But we got a lot of people that have a let somebody else do his spirit. And so what that does is, is that when a leader steps out, somebody going to walk up to you and say, hey, man. I should do it like they do. Hey, man. You know, <laughs> on the street. Hey, man. Come here. You know, them kind of dudes. Hey, yeah. man. You know, like Lenny. Y'all know Lenny. Y'all remember Lenny. What's the dude on uh the dude on uh on Martin? The uh, one dude on Martin, the shady dude. Jerome. Yeah. That's what we gonna call this folk. Okay. If y'all see me say I hope don't nobody come up named Jerome. If y'all see me say, here come Jerome, y'all gonna know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Romy Rome. Yeah. Romy Rome. That's what I'm gonna say, Romy Rome. Yeah. Y'all know Romy Rome gonna come up to you. Hey man. Uh, have you ever thought about this? <laughs> hey, man, have you ever thought about doing this? Have you ever talked to this person? Have you ever done this? Have you ever thought about? Y'all know what I'm talking about now. Yeah. These are people who, rather than do what they can do, they wait till somebody step out. And then they want to dump what they want to see done on somebody else and then turn what you're supposed to do into this long to-do list of what everybody else want to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I'm saying, and I know they ain't listening, but there's somebody ultimately, I know this is going to get transcribed, somebody ultimately is sitting at Lowe's corporate office right now. Yeah. Somebody is sitting at Menards. Right now. Come on. Somebody sitting at Home Depot right now. Somebody sitting at Staples office place mm-hmm. right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody is sitting in a construction company right now. There's a developer. Somebody's sitting in the office of a development company right now. Somebody's sitting in a car out front of a church that they work at mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And what they need to do is that they need to get up out their seat. Come on. Walk into a decision maker's office under the unction of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about. And say, I know somebody Mm -hmm. who has done all that they can do. And they need you to help them do the rest. G, to pick up the phone and call them. You got a relationship with them. I say, activate your mouth. Turn your mouth on. Right? You talk about everything else, right? Yes. Talk about this, but talk about it to the right people who yes. can do something. Yes. And stop asking us to do to go call you what you contacts. can do. Right. I hope they're hearing me. 
and I hope this gets transcribed. You making it plain. This is not complicated. No. Stop trying to let somebody else do what you are capable of doing. The Bible says, 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Somebody out there is in position to use the power, right, under the control of love, and I need y'all to understand that it will make sense. Yeah. This is not complicated. Uh, You left off one one group of people because there's somebody out there who has a checking account in overflow. Yep. Okay, and they're trying to figure out who you're talking about, Pastor. Let me tell you. The person that she's talking about is someone that has stuff spoiling in their hand. Yes. They got food spoiling in the refrigerator. Yeah. Right? They got money and they're buying things that are rusting in the garage. Y'all follow? And they can't get and they can't find any peace about what they're buying. Right. They, 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 right. They're buying it and it's not doing everything for them that it could do when when one third, one fifth a tenth? A quarter, a tenth of what they have could turn this whole corner around. And change their life. I know I'm right about it because I know of somebody that wrote a two million dollar check. To a church to do something not far from here. Two million dollars. Mm-hmm. And we don't need two million. No. We only trying well, we to get take half, a, half a million. We just try to get 500,000. And there's somebody that can write one check for two million and not even sneeze. It ain't even a sacrifice for them. Not even a blink. And, yeah. And I'm just saying, the people who can make it happen are sitting right next to them. And all they got to do is lean over. And say, hey, man, I know somebody needs some help. You think yeah. you could help them out? This is not, again, this is not complicated. No. This no. is simple. It, it's really very simple. It's simple. Uh, I, I don't want to get you too revved up because I know you got to say too late. some voice. Too late. <laughs> well, yes. But could, could you tell everyone some of the programs that we have going on here? Because there's something going on. Wow. Well, okay. Okay. Let's start with tonight. Let's start there. Tonight we have State Representative Vanessa Summers coming in. Uh, She is our State Representative for this district. Uh, It's awesome because she is the one that's responsible for writing the legislation, fighting a good fight to get legislation into uh, bills, into law. She's going to be here. We have uh, uh, Duke Oliver who's going to be. He's one of our councilmen. We have Joe Simpson who's another councilman for this district who's going to be here tonight. They're going to do a community conversation where they want to talk to people in the community to say, hey, what is it that y'all need? This is what it takes to get legislation uh, drafted and pushed through the process. Uh, if you've got issues in, in the streets, if you've got issues in your community, here's how we go about getting those things changed. It's a community conversation tonight, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock p.m., right here. So like that dude that came asking us, telling us I need to be a lobbyist or whatever, well, you ain't going to change until you go down to the state house. What he doesn't understand is that the state house is coming to us. See? You follow? The state house is coming here to the epicenter tonight, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock p.m. I think we got Zuma getting ready to take off. 
later on today. Later on today. Uh, they're going to be in here exercising, burning Get some calories, right. getting their body right. But I, I just love that because of the spirit that Zumba brings in here. Them young, well, it was young ladies, but I think the brothers going to hang around. They're going to do something today. But the ladies <laughs> was in here. And a couple men was in here doing their thing. That was awesome. So that's going to happen today. Tomorrow, Friday, we got our youth team talk. We've got Sharon Mason that's going to come in. She's going to facilitate. I got my man Jordan. He's going to be in the house making sure that everything goes well. These are young people get a chance to share their yeah. thoughts, ideas, their creativity, what they got going on. We also got movie night tomorrow for our young kids going to be here. Activities for them on tomorrow. I think there's something else going on, but I can't remember what it was. Something else going on tomorrow, but I can't think of what it is. Somebody help me out. Anyway, on Saturday... That's when we do our community service. KIB, keep it at Indianapolis beautiful. Fort Indy going to be out here. Going to hook up with some of our volunteers. We're going to put on some gloves, roll up our sleeves. We've got our dumpster out there. Get out there, clean the streets from 9 to, I think, noon, something like that. Tomorrow, we've got Contagious Christian, the class, going to start 10 o'clock tomorrow, uh, uh, Saturday morning, where we can help teach people how to evangelize in communities like this. They learn what their style of evangelism is because everybody don't have the same style. And get out in the streets. Uh, uh, that's on Saturday. Uh, we also have our community fair from our 10 to 2, fair. Yes. resource fair, uh, where we got resources for our community going to be out. Man, that's just a lot, isn't it? Uh, and that's just the, that's next, just the next few days. Hours. I do have to mention that on Sunday, we're adding our worship service for the hood, our yeah. hood service. Hey. I mean, that's just our hood service. So, Pastor G ain't going to be in no suit, no tie. No. I ain't going to be doing all that. It's going to be hot. Uh, but we're going to be up in here, uh, 2 o'clock p.m. So, that means we have Christian, Christian education at 9, our early service at 10, at 10.01 uh, Eugene Street, then at 2 o'clock right here. We're going to have donuts and coffee and tea and crumpets. They're going to have some fruit for people who want to get something to eat. We're going to love on each other. We're going to get to know each other. We're going to create a community of folk. You know, I ain't got time to teach people how to worship. I just want folk to know how to be grateful. If you're grateful because you can inhale and exhale, this going to be the place to be, this right? Is it. So we're going to do that uh, on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Then we're going to come back and have a little fun. Might order some food, sit up here, you know. And chill. You know, now, I'm not going to be eating. I'm going to be eating, you know, beans and rice, and the rest of y'all can have fried chicken and, you know, and stuff like that. I'm going to be eating lettuce, but we just want to make sure people can sit down, have a good time. Uh, I think we're going to have some music. I think they're working on uh, a little music, live music in here. All right. Uh, and I'm trying to get some spoken word in here, some poetry in here, have a little open mic or something like that. We're kind of trying to get that to happen. But that's Sunday. And then Monday, what's important about Monday is a uh, representative from People Ready is going to be here okay. uh, from 9 to 12. She's going to do an orientation about their staffing company, share some information, and then we're going to allow people to jump on the computers and actually apply uh, for day labor with uh, People Ready on Monday. That's going to happen. Uh, Since you, we're going full circle, let me tell them about Tuesday. Come on. Tuesday is for the, we're calling it baby boot camp, but we have classes for fathers, teach you how to be a better father. Yeah, you if you have, have a baby to, in the house. You don't have to wait till your child is seven and able to run around. You can start being a good father from e, day Yeah. Oh, actually, before zero. day one. From day zero. Yeah, day zero on. While the baby's in the womb, but fathers have to understand Research shows that babies will respond to their voice. As Absolutely. a matter of fact, because dads have a stronger voice, when babies are born, they are looking for dad. And they're listening for dad's voice. The only thing next is they learn dad's smell. Yeah. They learn dad's facial hair. They learn dad's hands. So dad has an important role. And we'll be talking about that Tuesday along with Riley Children's Hospital at IU Health. They'll be back for their second 
uh, infant mortality session called Pregnant Now, now what? what? Yep. They'll be doing because that on Tuesday. We're looking to lower the infant mortality rate in Indianapolis. Why is that Indiana. important? Why is that important? Because Indiana is the 42nd uh, highest. Low, uh, well, we rank 42nd yes, we out rank of 50 40. states. Yes. We're in the top 10, y'all, for infant mortality. With Mississippi, And, I know, isn't that right? And there's 12 zip codes that are leading the pack, and six of the 12 are right here in yes. Marion County. Yes, they are. That's crazy. And guess where we're sitting? We're right. sitting, the epicenter is sitting in one of the top six zip codes yes. for infant mortality. Had a young lady here at the session on Tuesday who was crying because her friend's baby had just died of SIDS. Mm. Did you see that? Were you here? Y'all didn't see that? Yeah, sitting here crying. You know, she said she wants to come back and learn about SIDS because her fr- she's pregnant and she's afraid for her own child because yes. her friend's baby just died of SIDS. Crazy. You can't tell me that what we're doing ain't, ain't working. It, it ain't no, important. No. We have something for every phase of life. Now, that's Tuesday. What else we got on Tuesday? Tuesdays we have, uh, no, Wednesdays is seniors. Seniors on Wednesdays? Yes. What's going to happen with seniors on Wednesdays? Uh, seniors on Wednesdays, I know there's going to Sequoia's be. Sequoia's going to be in the house. I know that. Yes. Sequoia's going to be in the house, and I believe they got a workshop for our seniors. Resources on, you know, because it's a conversation among families. What we going to do with Grandma and Grandma don't Yeah, when Grandma can't take home. care of herself. And yep. families are killing themselves trying to take care of grandma when there are resources out here to yeah. help you yeah. you just don't know it yeah. you ain't got to put her in the home but you can get some help and just to give y'all a preview too we have some folks that's going to come in and talk about medicaid yeah. and medicare yes right we have a, a couple, several registered nurses around here yes uh intake is still taking place that's going on right now Somebody's going through intake right now. So just a powerful. Now, Wednesday, and we will be full circle. Wednesday, yes. remember that uh, on Wednesday, that's when we do our spiritual stuff. Yes. So at uh, 12, well, uh, we got the podcast, 10 o'clock. 12 o'clock, we have our noon, mm-hmm. our, our, our message, our which is power. our noon, our power. And then at 1 o'clock, we have our meal. Yes. And so uh, those who come to 12 o'clock Bible study can eat. Yes. Right after that, they bring the food right here to the epicenter. Then at 6 o'clock. We go down to 1001, and we have family night where you can get a meal. It's don't cost you nothing. Get you a meal, and then stay for Bible study mm-hmm. uh, down at 1001. And then, of course, every night between 730 and 8, our prayer team go hits down. the street. Hits the street. And they're out doing their thing. Brother Steve Rose was out there uh, last night with the megaphone, the mini megaphone, <laughs> praying for the hood, praying for folk. You know, so we're going to do that every night. Every night. You know, men ought to always pray. Prayer works. Prayers of the righteous, the Bible says, availeth much. And so uh, I had a guy today said, we've been praying for 400 years. He didn't want to pray because we've been praying for 400 years. I said, oh, so what does that mean? That means we need to stop praying? So prayer is only good to get us through slavery? See. Is that it? Five people? Oh, I got five minutes. Oh, they here for what? Oh, they just coming. All right. All right. All right. Well, that means that, that means I got to go. Yeah. 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 Time up. We I'm want coming. we want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast. Tune in every day cuz we always got something going on. There he is. <laughs> Commanders in the house. And, and you know I got to get off the the wire because the police have come. 
<laughs> you know, and we're happy. She to said it like she wanted or something like that. <laughs> don't, don't 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 throw that out there. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Praise for, God. For Pastor G Jr. Signing out.